Hi, and welcome to the Pottscast, your semi-regular look into the world of pottery. Enjoy! Today, we're going to finally hear an interview with Sarah Pink, who was the lovely, lovely person who saved me that day when I was at the sale. You can listen to a previous episode where I talk about it. But today, um, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about how amazing pottery is. I am constantly excited and amazed by it. Also, being around all the other potters at the clay studio, it's really interesting to see how people react to it. Everyone has that. Okay, you, you take this piece of clay through this long process and it's a long process and at any stage anything can go wrong it can go wrong during the, th- the, the throwing stage but the throwing stage is easy to go wrong because you haven't invested anything in in it by that point so if something goes wrong on the throwing you just you know collapse the pot stick it on a bat to dry re-wedge it and you can reuse the clay and you start something new so that, that there's there's no sense of loss <laughs> when something goes wrong on the throwing at the throwing stage once you've thrown the pot, there's a certain amount you've invested into it because the effort involved in throwing it. So the, the, when, once you've thrown something, it's, it's there, it exists, and then you have to take care of it. So then the trimming process starts, and you go, OK, now I really like the trimming process. That's my favourite bit. So I deliberately throw quite rough. I've explained this in the past. You can listen to previous episodes So the trimming stage, at any point, you can lose concentration and suddenly the bottom literally collapses in. (laughs) Because I happen to be videoing myself trimming and that happens. So I will put the video up on the blog. So the trimming process, if it survives the trimming process, you now have, hopefully, a beautiful pot of some description, whether it's a mug, whether it's a jar or a lidded or teapot, whatever it is, you have something. You have a piece that you have created. If you're doing underglaze, something can go wrong in that process, then you send it into bisque. The bisque fire, something can go wrong. It can crack, anything can go wrong. So then if it comes out of bisque, excellent. Then the real glazing process the final glazing process happens if like me you're not particularly great at decorating often it's at the glazing stage that mistakes happen so i use wax resist wax resist is basically you paint on wax and wherever you've painted the wax glaze will not stick it will not stick now my problem is I'm a bit messy so I end up with tiny tiny bits of wax resist on my fingers so as I'm dipping I will then find that there's a tiny little spot where the glaze won't stick because there's been wax resist on my fingers so the glazing any amount of errors can occur in the glazing process and then you put it into the final firing now Many, many things can go wrong in the final firing. So the glaze will do whatever the hell it wants to do. So you have an an idea when you're glazing it of how it's going to end up. You have an idea in your head. And I think the way to make pottery freeing is to let go at that point. Once you've put the glaze on the pot, 
You say, let the pottery gods do what it will. Whatever comes out is how the pot was meant to come out. And you have to love it because if it comes out that final firing, it has survived so much that it is a little mini miracle. So that is how I see it. No matter how it comes out, whether it comes out how I imagine it in my head or how the glazed gods or the kiln gods imagine it, however that pot comes out is how that pot is meant to be. Anyway, now let's go to the interview with Sarah Pink. By the way, we did do the interview in a working studio and there were a few people glazing nearby. <laughs> so you will hear some noises in the background. Hopefully it won't upset your enjoyment of listening to the episode. So enjoy. So Sarah, how did you get started on this whole pottery journey? Oh gosh, I've been doing it for years. How did I get started? Adult education, I think. You know, I just thought it'd be a good idea to do a bit of kind of something practical. I ended up going to so many different places because it just kept getting closed down and I just went to another one and then another one. Um, and then eventually it just kind of dried up and all the classes were shut down and I was left without having anywhere to do it. Apart from that, I did do it at work, actually, because there was a kiln where I was working. But then I left work and nowhere to do ceramics. Oh, no. No, I know. It's usually one of the first things that disappears, really, when money's scarce, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. All it's the arty, shame. creative things. Yeah. And they're the things that are most important when people, you know, are feeling down and, and need something. Absolutely. I know. It's such a shame, really. So you weren't one of these people that did it at school? Never. See, because I was feeling left out, because everyone I've been interviewing said, oh, yeah, I started at school. No. I'm like, what's wrong with my school that I didn't get any pottery? No, we didn't have any pottery at my school, no. But it's just such a great medium to use. Yeah. Because when I worked, I used to work with young people who um, had mental health problems, and I did a lot of clay work with them. And it was a fantastic medium for kind of building up a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I could work beside somebody and just, we could work independently and you have a conversation together and it was really, really positive. Um, yeah. So what's your favourite thing to do? What's your speciality? Oh, oh, definitely sculptural. I steer away from the, the wheel. I can't do the wheel at all. <laughs> no, it kind of terrifies me, the wheel. So I feel much more in control with just hand building. Yeah. That's what I always do. And what's the best thing you think about pottery? You just get lost in it, don't you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you can just mould and squeeze the clay and it can do things and it can do things you don't want it to do. But when it does things, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, and it looks really good, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. And are you like me? Do you think of it when you're not in the studio? Do you All think the time, of what you want? I dream it. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I feel really sort of weird sort of saying to my friends, yeah, I was having a really long dream about what I wanted to do with this part. Yeah. <laughs> I know, in fact, last week when I wasn't in, I was kind of itching with all these ideas, thinking, well, I just could do that, I can do this. So I quickly, I've always had a sketchbook, so I just kind of get a few ideas down when I'm out and about. What's the worst thing, do you think, about the whole pottery thing? Oh, when things go horribly wrong. And it's just a nice, they've got such a journey, you know, from that kind of lump that they are and they start off and then you sculpt them and then you wait for them to dry and then you want them to dry with all the bits remaining on them. <laughs> Nothing falling off. Nothing falling off and then they have to go through the bisque and then they come out and that's okay and then you put, you know, more colour on and then it's transparent for me, back in again. So they have a long way to go, really. Yeah. I was just telling my uh, my friends who were absolutely sick of hearing all my pottery stuff, but I was just telling them that 
it's anything that comes out of the kiln in the end I absolutely love because they've they've had to make this perilous journey and at any stage they could die yeah absolutely. <laughs> and if they make it out of the kiln the final yeah. kiln I don't care what they look like <laughs> they are superstars and they are they are survivors mm. what are your pottery dreams oh gosh just to make more and more and more really yeah pottery dreams I don't know I'll have to dream about that one I don't know just to carry on because I think if you keep doing it and I've noticed since since I've been doing it more regularly that think it, things naturally evolve anyway yeah you know you work something and you think oh yeah I could just do that that way and just alter it slightly and then it just changes completely and then you just go on and do another range I've just started to do these kind of like flower pot head ladies which are, by the way, fantastic, <laughs> and I will put some pictures on the blog because I was just telling Sarah that when they were on, had come out of the kiln and I walked into the studio and I saw these lovely, brightly coloured, fantastic ladies and I just smiled. That's good. <laughs> just made, made me smile. smile. So they're a new range. So yeah. I'll see how that... I'm going to plant them up, actually, sometime soon and see how they um, pan out. I want to make more of those. Yeah. Mm. And what advice would you give anyone who's considering mm. starting their own pottery journey? Well, just get that clay out and have a go. Play with it and just, you know, make a little pinch pot. Do something quite simple and then just, just see what happens. Yeah. You, know, you can just evolve with it all. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's a pleasure. And, uh, yes, you check out the blog and you'll find some information on Sarah's pots, or Sarah's pieces, sorry, and um, pictures and how to get in touch with her. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for giving me the interview, Sarah. Bye. 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 Bye.